Hey, welcome back. It is time for round two with the guys. There was so much to talk about this week. We decided we're going to do two parts with Coley and Kavanaugh. So here it is, round two. Guys, let's talk about this uh, November USDA WASDE report that's coming out this next week. Supply and demand. David, you got some numbers from Allendale. I'd like to hear those, number one, but then also hear your thoughts on those numbers. Yeah, I'd love to. Crop itself, we're looking at the number of 13.881 billion bushels for corn. That's just down a tiny bit from 13,895 last month. And on beans, it's 4,313 unchanged from last month. They didn't change the harvested acres or the yield, Allendale says, and they dropped the corn yield just a tiny, tiny bit. John, what does this imply going forward, especially on the supply and demand side of the thing? Well, it implies tight supply. And yes, the focus is on demand from here forward because the supply, even though it's going to be refined a little bit here, it's still uh, we still have a fairly good idea. And we realize that because of the Western drought that we didn't have a bumper corn and bean crop. It was a very good one, but uh, not as big as we really needed to keep up with the demand. However, we could get some surprises. That's always the case. The November report, theoretically, should be our most accurate report to date, of course. Allendale was just a hair below the last USDA on the yield. Allendale is at 171.7. The last USDA was 171.9. And soybeans, they were dead on. 49.8 was the October USDA, and it's also the Allendale estimate for November. Now, on the other side of the fence, Stone X came out with their estimates last Thursday, and they've got the corn yield at 174.5. That's above their last estimate in October. And they actually increase the corn yield. Now, that's a pretty bearish number. Frankly, 174.5 is that would kind of rattle the, the market quite a bit. And on soybeans, they're a full bushel above USDA. They're at 50.9 wow. uh, versus the USDA at 49.8 in October. So they've got a bigger soybean number out there. Those are pretty bearish numbers. I'm kind of in the middle on those things. Frankly, if you want my opinion, from what I'm hearing about yields, actual field results, I think that the bean number could be up just a tad. The corn number should be up as well. I'm not at 174.5, but I think we could hit it maybe as high as 173. Nothing terribly bearish, but a little bit. I find it interesting that that number is coming out of Stone X because, you know, at one point, Arlen Suderman was talking about 168 on corn. Okay, I was a little bit off the rails, but a lot of difference between 168 and 174. You know, Arlen Suderman is a reputable analyst, uh, very well respected. I'm not sure where he's coming up on that number. I'm sorry, but I think he's at left field there. That's where Arlen was at one point, probably, I think, around the end of August. That was at a point where we were really experiencing a lot of the drought. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's that's, back up over 170. Exactly right. again. I no bet problem. Arlen Suderman's not there today at 168. I would agree with you. You know, the other thing is, is that I've talked to uh, some of the local folks about what's actually coming in the front door. And I'm telling you, there are a bunch of local people at some of the grain elevators who are going, ah, oh, this is way better than we even thought it was. So back to your, oh, your yes. point about the beans, you know. The combine knows, and it's saying yes, sir. this is a really good crop. Yes, year. sir. One of the other things I wanted to ask you guys about this week is those Brazilian elections caused all kinds of chaos down there in Brazil, close to 200 roadblocks, demonstrations in the street. I got to believe that that slowed down the movement of grain coming out of that country. 
you know, this new government down there is not so agricultural friendly. And I think that's the reason they're demonstrating so much. And there's good reason for them to demonstrate because Brazil has become a major, major player. So is Argentina in the world agricultural market and not just grains and not just soybeans. It's also a big player with beef. But again, with this change in administration, if there's a change in agricultural policies more toward infrastructure and let's build up the base of our country rather than try and sell all this stuff that we can't get out of our country because the roads are so poor, maybe uh, they're headed in the right direction, I feel. Now, David, uh, you know, again, they, they have limitation on uh, money. That's uh, in building their infrastructure. That's the limiting forces, how much money they have. And frankly, what's the only thing they have to ask for? soybeans and corn mm-hmm. essentially and so they have to export that stuff they have that's their big source of money coming into the country so back away from that i don't think so yeah probably not but you know uh to the point about an infrastructure that kind of opens the door for somebody like china who's been trying to get into brazil a little bit more i mean they were trying to buy farmland down there so if uh china came in and you know bought some property at a port and started building a bunch of grain storage, and it wouldn't be much of a surprise. You know, one of the other things that really made the uh, market gyrate this week, David, was the Russia and Ukraine issue. And it was this on again, off again, uh, kind of dynamic going on. You know, Russia just says one thing, that's it, we're out of here. And all of a sudden, the market spikes to the upside, and then they come back 48 hours later. Well, well, we didn't really mean that. We'll go ahead and let it continue. Market just spikes the other direction. And you know, What it tells us, Rob, it shows us how much the world's depending on this Russian-Ukraine situation to be settled at some point and start getting grain to move out of there. But even Ukraine's admitted that their fall planting of their hard winter wheat was much less than what they expected. And they've had some weather problems. It's too dry there. So, yes, I don't know what's going to happen with Russia and Ukraine, but I'll say this. It'll have a major effect, either positive or negative, on our grain market. And I heard the number of like 47 percent down on their planting. So that's very significant. Well, we come to the part of the program. It's the uh, time for the final word. And the final word only goes to one guy. And uh, that's why we all just back up. Up and let Kavanaugh go at it. So, John, you're up. Well, there's something that's pretty significant that hasn't gotten a whole lot of publicity, and that is we've got a major storm system bringing a fair amount of rain coming across the Midwest today. Most of us expect it. Fort Wayne has a wind advisory out, but there's a major system coming across. It's going to move quickly. It's going to bring one and a half to two inches of rain across a good bulk of the Midwest and high winds, possible tornado activity. That's going to benefit the river significantly. You know, the river has been very dry. We've been slowed down in activity. Hey, let's keep an eye on this and see whether that rain materializes because that much rain will help the river. The river has already gotten a little better. Barge freight has declined. It got as high as 2,400%, and it's gone down to 1,700%. That's still very high, but it's a significant downtick. I think this rain system coming through is going to be very significant and very meaningful. Keep an eye on it, folks, and see what happens. Podcasts by Federated Media.